Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. Take that off. What are you? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. People in this room, which one is A, wearing a spangly outfit, and B, not of use? You people are so petty. Sir, please put down the spear. Simply marvelous. Welcome to Simply Marvelous, the podcast where we talk about the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Karen Wheatley. <laughs> My name's George Mooney, and uh, today we're having a little holiday in the <laughs> UK and talking what? about The Crown. Wait, what? <laughs> Your Majesty. I think we have enough respect for one another personally to ask ourselves some of the bigger questions. Woman to woman. We are the same age after all. Really? Just six months between us. Oh? And who is the senior? I am. Two women running the shop. That's the last thing this country needs. Perhaps that's precisely what this country needs. My goal is to change this country from being dependent to self-reliant, and I think in that I am succeeding. Joblessness, recession, crises. It's a dangerous game to make enemies left, right, and center. One day, dear boy, you shall be king. Your duty now was the choice of a woman the people will love as a princess, and in due course, as queen. How many times can this family make the same mistake? All I want is to be loved. It's all any of us want from you. What does one have to do to get some kindness in this family? In time, she will give up her fight and bend, as they all do. And if she doesn't bend, what then? She will break. Reese, what's this Marvel Cinematic Universe movie about? In a world <laughs> where men rule and women are considered useless, <laughs> one woman goes against the grain by being born into a family. <laughs> Join the Queen each week with her merry band of old racists and young racists. <laughs> Uh, uh, join us each season as creator Peter Morgan asks, do we need the royal family? <laughs> and by the end of the season, we say, oh, no, we need the royal family. <laughs> the crown. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I, I tentatively think we should just like this is like a podcast within a podcast. Because, look, let's be, let's be honest with the listeners. Let's <laughs> let's let's say what happened here. Uh, we are all quite busy at the moment. How long is Guardians of the Galaxy 2? That's what we're expecting it's to talk two, about this week. two hours and 16 minutes. It's too long. That's decent. That's decent. And we found ourselves, usually we will have had have just watched the movie 
or have watched it yesterday or last night, and then we, uh, the three of us, we Zoom together. Mm. Um, probably one of the some some of the last people using Zoom because everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, rare window into our life. And so we realised because the show that we do watch to relax <laughs> is The Crown mm. because it, it's one of those interesting. I mean, sure we'll get into it, but we, we just decided maybe this week. And I want to call the podcast um, either We Three Queens. <laughs> Oh my god. Or, um, oh my yes, god. crown. <laughs> <laughs> Two good options. Very good. Okay, so you're thinking, Reese, this might this might branch off into its whole other it's just a whole other podcast where we Yeah. And we also like eventually yeah. this show just becomes week to week. <laughs> what have Reese Cohen and Georgia watched? Yeah. Simply us. <laughs> 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 and today it was, you know, tippity toppity down with the Nazis, because that's <laughs> How we felt. <laughs> that was a line. No, look, we got we got quite busy, and one thing that we have all watched is The Crown. But we really quite enjoy this, and so instead of not doing this, we thought, what if we just talk about The Crown? <laughs> and look, you could ask yourself, if you've had time to watch four episodes of The Crown, surely you could have watched one movie, and I would say to you, nothing like making a podcast ruins the things that you love. <laughs> So I love Marvel movies, but having to watch one or two a week now has really uh, made me start to question my love of the Marvel movies. So I thought maybe I'll ruin the crown. I don't know if I do love the Marvel movies. Well, I love what they stood for. Oh, my God. You do. I've come to love them, my, my family. <laughs> yeah. But watching them weekly like it's a they TV series is quite a lot. It can be sometimes a bit, yeah. a bit of a lot. It's just an undertaking, whereas the crown, is um, one of my favourite genres of television or film, which is um, oh boy, yeah. rich people torture porn, <laughs> uh, you know, because we all want to be very, very rich. Uh, and I don't want to be old money rich. I do. I've, I've, I want to be new money because mm. it's I, I want to be gauche. <laughs> Uh, I want people to know by my car that I'm new money. So spoilers ahead if you haven't watched The Crown well, we've only watched, we've watched We're three talking episodes. about season four, by the way. So if you haven't watched The Crown, season four, episode one, this podcast isn't for you. <laughs> so get out of here. But can you really spoil a historical show? What is this podcast? <laughs> we all know about Diana and Harry and William and Charles. And it's true. Peter. What are the possible spoilers? But it's good to start at season four, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Really good. Might I add, though, just speaking of um, wanting it to be not quite as long as a Marvel experience, I accidentally watched 50 minutes of season one, episode three, before realising. Because I just thought it was a really detailed flashback. I was very confused. I was like, oh, and I'd forgotten. I was like, it's good to see these guys again, but when are they going to flash forward to Olivia? Um, so. You are the second friend in two days who have told us that they have done that <laughs> yeah. to a show. And they Netflix. thought it was a flashback. Yeah, I think you can say, like, it comes up as the ad and then it says, watch now. And so I pressed yeah. that and it just took me to where I previously was. Or something. Previously watched, which happens sometimes with us because so we have, you know, two on the same Netflix account. Yes. And so sometimes we have logged into the wrong one to watch. <laughs> we don't remember who's which side we're watching which show on. We yeah. have different algorithms. Oh, yeah, very yeah. different. Yeah, mine is a lot more um, Diane Keaton based. Yeah, I'm a lot of David Attenborough. Yeah, very similar Aww. people. That's beautiful. How do we feel about the, the 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 first time we meet Princess Diana? 
Sorry, can I just take a moment to just say, I can't believe we're doing this. Okay, move on. <laughs> I'm so happy. I really <laughs> I really am. When she when she um, pops up in a Midsummer Night's Dream. I know, heaven. I mean, the thing about The Crown is you're not sure how much is true. Like, I don't know if that happened. I'd like to think that that's how they met and she was dressed as a little tree, a mad tree, um, covered in <laughs> leaves and was sort of skipping behind columns. But mm. I don't know if that's true, but I loved it. Well, Peter Morgan has even... So Peter Morgan, who created it, who seems to have some... Obsession. So he also wrote, he wrote The Queen. He mm. wrote The Audience, which was like a, a theatre show about, about the, the Queen. About the Queen. Well, The oh. Audience is like the, it was like a whole play of the imagined conversations she's had with her prime ministers. So kind yeah. of we get a little bits of he The wrote, Audience. We Will Rock You. Yeah. You know, he loves Queen. Imagine. <laughs> Peter Morgan, who, yeah, is obsessed with the royal family, has said, well, you know, it's not. Oh, and also a fun fact is with. Gillian Anderson. Yes. And she calls him her boyfriend, which makes me laugh to no end. I love people in there, and I genuinely love this, people in their late 40s into their early 50s still calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> like it's not partner, it's girlfriend. This is my boyfriend, Peter. He's in his 50s. <laughs> we're going round together. Mm. Yeah, we're going steady. But he said something along the lines <laughs> so of they're like... they're dating. I've just clicked in. They're an item, are they? Yeah, he likes her. Do you like my friend Gillian? Like, like? David Duchovny sent her a, yeah, do you, but do you like, like her? And they did a three-way chat and the other one pretended not to be on it. <laughs> That's a sense memory. He uh, he said uh, that he's gotten to the point where that he kind of doesn't feel like true historic accuracy conversationally is important. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's kind of in the same way that, you know, there's parts of lots of historical dramas that are kind of just, wouldn't it be more interesting? Like I think time-wise yes. it's all correct, but yeah. it's just more... It's imagined conversations, and it's about the isn't feeling it? and the yeah, and obviously all the public bits are almost exact, and the events mm. are correct and all that stuff. Yeah, but the private bits are just—he just sat down and wrote it one day. <laughs> I can never tell though whether he loves them or fucking hates them. Well, that's what I think is really interesting. Because I think at the start of The Crown, it felt like it was quite pro-monarchy, but then now it's like as as everyone's ageing and things are getting a bit more weird or just as the series goes on, it feels like it's it's showing up the negative stuff perhaps more. It's sort of swinging against the monarchy, um, which is kind of, I mean, I like that. It's interesting. And just the, you know, even Charles at first we want, in the last season, it seems like, you know, the Queen was quite mean to Charles and we want that to be believed that he's, you know, this kind of put-upon boy who has so much, when, you know, which is like a throwback to her, she suddenly at a young young age had all this put on her. But now mm. it kind of feels like we've, things have evened out. Mm. Just in every episode, every, every episode of every season, there seems to be, here's a person who isn't quite a royal yet and a royal is being mean to them. Mm. And then that royal gets a little bit older <laughs> And then they're mean to another person. And now Diana has kind of taken the space that Charles had last season as this kind of person preyed upon by the royal family. I really Mm. liked that line that um, um, this actually was in season one, episode three. (laughs) But there was a line. (laughs) <laughs> with the with the guy that abdicated, where he said, "With this family, when you're in, you hardly you can can't really tell that you're in, but when you're out, you really know that you're out." Yeah. yeah. Every time we watch it, there are parts of it where you're like, "God, imagine what a life." Yeah. And then there are times you're like, "Actually, I I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy." <laughs> no, mm. that's what's kind of gritty and fun about it. I think. Do you think Harry and Meghan watch? Would you watch it? 
Or is it the last thing you want to watch? Apparently Anne watches it. I've oh. read on some like... I like her character. Good actor. I would imagine they would have a glance at it. Like the kind of younger... Gener- like the child, not younger is in, I know that Charles is not younger, but that kind of more, the first, the, the swinging 60s generation of them would probably be a little more open to it than the Queen. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I don't reckon the Queen would watch anything. I mean, and I know her so well. The only thing I have to judge whether the Queen would watch The Crown is The Crown. And I don't <laughs> feel like that's a good source of info for yeah. that. <laughs> I saw Olivia Coleman talking about it and she was saying she quite likes her and I think it's the way that she plays her. There's a little bit more to her mm. and she plays her as kind of quite playful and not she's not dim. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the first queen was kind of a bit dimmer. Well, this is because I quite like the queen and, I mean, it's a tricky conversation <laughs> bringing up whether or not you like the royal family and I don't. I'm on the, I have mixed feelings about it, but I think the thing that I do like, and I, I mean, I'm generally fascinated about all the royals in all the countries and all the histories, and I'm right into a costume royal drama, you know, the whole vibe. Yes. Um, mm. <clears throat> let's establish that up front. But yep. And you also love a gang. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I love a gang. Secrets. Mm. And I love a castle and I love a dress. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> but I think the thing that I like about the the kind of concept of the royal family and the monarchy is that kind of like, and this is going to sound weird, but kind of the same reason that I like Star Wars, where it's like... <laughs> Both invented by George Lucas. Mm. Yeah. Both, in retrospect, have huge plot holes. <laughs> yeah. People are a bit unsure about who the real father is. Oh. Thank you. Anyway. Um, fun. That was fun. <laughs> but it's kind of all about principles and morals and you know it's not about the people like the royal family it's it's not about the individuals it's about the concept of the crown and I sort of feel like having this kind of weird higher power thing that is just all about doing the right thing and being good and proper I think it does sort of weirdly set a sort of example that Mm. means that I, like I don't think Trump would happen in the UK. Yeah. I, know, I know Boris is. You know, anyway, I know that's a whole well, other not, thing. He's not Trump, is he? No, but I and think that's it's the, like that's the point. It sets a different kind of magical, but just sort of air of principles, which I kind of like. And so I'm. I would be. I think a bit sad if that went away. Well, they even they they mention it in. Um, I think it's in the first episode, or maybe it's in the second episode of season four. Uh, where of the crown, the subject of this podcast. <laughs> that um, if you're just joining us, <laughs> you don't know how to listen to a podcast. Yeah, I don't. In, in fact, I don't know how you've done this. <laughs> no, I think they mentioned it where they say Margaret Thatcher is saying that the country's gone to shit, and I think is it Prince Philip who says this country can never go, it can never get that bad. We paper over it. No, it's it's um, the Queen is talking to Margaret, mm. and yeah, that's right. That's it was right. the it was in the end of it was kind of the end of last season, and she's like, we plaster over it. Oh, was it? Did, was this all happening in the recap? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, in the royal, but the but the point, the royal family plasters over all that sort of. It's stuff. Only, and it's only bad if we say it is. Yeah, the world yes. the world can be going to shit, but 
they are solid as a rock. Yeah, it's a constant. And it's a weird thing, that yeah. thing where you've got all power and absolutely none. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think that that only really applies to and works for England. Yes. That, that doesn't carry all the way across the world to us. Yeah. And if things are going to shit here... We don't go, well, at least the royal family is there to <laughs> hold steady. You know, so all those <laughs> totally. benefits. Yeah. And similarly, like, you know, I think there's, and the Crown sort of shows this, where currently Boris Johnson weekly goes in and sits down with the Queen and has a chat. I know. And that's the same Queen who spoke to Winston Churchill. Isn't that crazy that she's known all the PMs? Yeah. And that is a degree of like wisdom, consistency, consistency yeah. knowledge across the ages that is incredible. Like you cannot replace that. And I think that's really valuable in a monarchy. But we don't get that in Australia. We don't get that little no. access to, you know, who's at, who's, who, who would be that for us? Yeah. We, get the, we, um, what, we don't get the kind of royalness. We get the kind of white supremacy. That's what we yeah, get. Yeah, Alan that. Jones is the closest <laughs> that prime ministers chat to every week. Oh, well, he's an old God. queen that they chat to from <laughs> once a week. I would say, speaking of Winston Churchill, I do miss uh, in this season the war. that we, we don't... <laughs> I just wish, I wish we could have our boys out there fighting the fight, the good fight. No, I miss uh, John Lithgow. He hasn't been in a couple of seasons now, but I've never seen a man. Um, he doesn't so much eat scenery as um, nibbles at the bottom and then fully engulfs it with his mouth. <laughs> Every time he walked on, it would just be like, I'm John Lithgow acting your majesty. Ah. <laughs> He went big, didn't he? I will get him on the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do a bad Winston Churchill. Exactly. Craft services. Good. The accents are a joy. Like, I just love the yeah. way they say family. Family. Fa- the family. The well, what is family. it? We always do the ears. Ears. <laughs> they always say that ears. most of them say they get into the accent by saying, instead of yes, they say ears. It's in nose, mouth, ears. 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 But you, you want to say it very quickly. Ears. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's actually so good. Yes. Yes. And then you look at and then you look at um Prince Charles and you're like, yes. 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 Does anyone else think that the guy the guy that plays and this is a Victoria only reference probably, but the guy that plays Charles in about ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years could very easily be in the biopic of Dan Andrews. Wow. The I way he that. holds himself. Oh, he's got that sort Charles, of slouch. He does this kind of. I love that we're making a biopic for Dan Andrews, by the way. <laughs> oh, he does Channel Nine one. absolutely All has it in the works. Yeah. Yeah. The same people that made Paper Giants. <laughs> yes, yeah. there's a fun reference for you. He'll either be played by him or Asher Ketty. It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna go either way. It's gotta have. It's gotta be someone who has giant airs. Gillian <laughs> <laughs> Anderson. I don't. I. I need to check what Margaret Thatcher sounds like because Gillian Anderson sort of sounds a bit like she's sort of a wizard who's sort of dying. <laughs> sort of she's a wizard sort of, who's sort yeah. of when dying. Well, I... <sighs> You're a wizard, Harry. When I was in year five, there were some mean boys in year six who used to call me Scully like um, in reference to the X-Files and I didn't mm. know what they... I'd never seen the X-Files. I didn't know what that meant. I thought they, they were just making fun of my big head. Um, mm. But then later, well, they, they may well have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. It's pretty big. <laughs> 
Well, you know, there was actually a thing. They call it's called the Scully effect. The Scully effect is that uh, a huge amount of because she was a medical doctor and a pathologist in that show. Uh-huh. The percentage of women going into medicine and sciences in the <gasps> decade after, like cool. fucking skyrocketed. One thing I love that they're doing in um, now that we've spoken about Diana and. Gillian Anderson. Margaret. Um, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, is clearly playing them off each other as these two new forces on UK culture. Mm. And new, both of them new to the royal family as well. And so you have... Steel, wool and a feather. Mm, you have, you know, in Diana, youth and mm. optimism and hope and mm. Midsummer Night's Dream. And then you also have... On the other side... Kill all the miners. Yeah, literally <laughs> firing conservatives because they're too conservative for her right-wing approach to mm. um, austerity. It's quite amazing that men still do shooting. I mean, that's still a thing that happens. Mm. Crazy, right? People go out stalking and then shooting. Yeah. That's... Do you reckon she still goes out for a stalk? I reckon maybe she does. I reckon she She likes does. Balmoral. That's where she hangs out, isn't it? Yeah. Mostly. I was thinking, and this might be too much, there, Diana is stalking an animal, a weakened animal, mm. and she kind of ends up as that. In, this, mm. in the second, second episode of season four of The Crown, the topic <laughs> of this podcast. Like the way that she died is she was being stalked. Yeah. Mm. Um, even that bit at the end where it shows her for the first time being followed by some paparazzi and she's kind of all coy and smiley and you're yeah. like, oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, Diana, and you're only a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true that you can't stop thinking the whole time about the crazy wealth and the crazy privilege and the fact that you are just born into that yeah. life mm. and that it's all taxpayer money and, and uh, you know, I know that's a whole other argument about whether or not the royal family is reasonable and relevant, mm. even though they bring in lots of tourism and all that stuff. I don't know how it balances out. I've not done the research. I think it balances out in the favour of the of the public purse. I think it's. I don't think they yeah. cost as much as they bring in. Hopefully, I hope that's true. I know I've paid to visit the state rooms. Well, we have a wonderful video of you trying to get into the just the mounting <laughs> yard. <laughs> I don't think you should that. call her that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. A mount. <laughs> that was that same day we got drunk and watched Wicked. You oh, did. And then right. walking home from Wicked, we walked past <laughs> Buckingham Palace and you grabbed the bars outside and screamed at the top of your lungs, let me in. I believe it was more like, let me in! Let me in! Let me in! And then I believe we saw a man, and it wasn't because of this, but coincidentally we saw a man in there with a big old machine gun. Oh, well, yeah. we did, yeah. Do you reckon he's normally there or is that just for Georgia? <laughs> that red-headed oh. woman is here again. She's trying to get I've seen in. her before. She's watched <laughs> Wicked again and she's had a couple. It's quite a thing that Giles ended up with Camilla, isn't it? For all of that to happen in between. Yeah. It seems like both of them, both Anne and Charles, would have been so much happier in their lives if mm. Camilla and the Parker Bowles man mm. had have been with them. Yeah, exactly. Like so yeah. much. There is some, Anne, by the way, I'm obsessed. She's already great in the show, but her as a person, there is some bonkers stories about Princess Anne. Like, oh, she, really? She got. Um, I can't remember them. There's an amazing, I think she's on Parkinson or something. Terrorists tried to kidnap her and her husband when she was a bit older, like in her Whoa. 20s. They like had a gun pointed at her and they're like, get out of the car. And she said, and I quote, not bloody likely. 
Mm. I recommend you go and watch her tell that whole... It's like 10-minute story of her telling the time that she someone pointed a gun at her and tried to shoot her in oh the head. Oh, my God. So would you marry into a royal family? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big question. We spoke about this during this show, right? Because when we're introduced to Sarah Spencer, mm. and she's living... This incredible life, mm. just incredible, mm. you know, to the point where the Queen knows, oh, is that Johnny Spencer's girl? Yeah. She's having a great time. Why would you fuck that up by becoming the Queen? Why mm. would you ruin that life by mm. marrying into the royal family? I would absolutely not marry into the royal family. Okay, but what if you were Princess Mary and you were just at the pub? Yeah. Okay, know? yeah, no, I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, was she a real yeah, estate yeah. agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a step up. I mean, if you're trying to get into good real estate, that's... Can't beat the ballast. Something that interests me quite a bit is that we're getting into a point where, like, there was the first someone with royal blood had a same-sex marriage. Like, they weren't... Wow. And they were kind of... I think it was last year they were kind of cousins of cousins type of situation, but they were Mm -hmm. of noble Mm -hmm. blood. British royal family. Yes. There's two queens in the family. Yeah. Heaven. There are people... That in the coming 20 years, statistically, all the kids are being born to, like, kind of Harry's generation <gasps> now. Imagine if there were two kings. Well, we've seen George. <laughs> like, George, I know that everyone, I know, you know. Have we seen George? <laughs> I've not seen George. Which George? Is George? George. He's got, yeah, me, and then there's also the other one. The little <laughs> little George, baby George, William's son. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, all little boys are gay men. We know that. <laughs> That's not my joke. That's a John Mulaney joke, but it's true. That's a fact. All little boys are gay men. Like there's that picture of him getting onto a helicopter, essentially duck walking on. Like he's voguing. Yeah. Um, And eventually they're taught to like women. Yeah. But but I truly think, think of how many actual probably gays have been in the royal family over the years and they've just had to, and I mean over the years, by that I mean the last thousand years. Well, there's a rumour that Albert was gay. Yeah. Mm. Well, because he had the piercing. The piercing, yeah. (laughs) Because he just went through cock like a Prince Albert piercing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say. It's in all the old books. Yeah. I reckon there'll be a gay royal in the next decade. And I think once Charles, and I mean, again, I remind us, I can't believe we're talking about this, um, but <laughs> it is something that interests And look, let's also say what you want about the royal family. A lot of things they represent are, are very disgusting and uh, just just so we say this at least once in the, in the podcast, that uh, colonisation <laughs> oh, yeah. is wrong and, uh, yes. and, the, and what the British do to this country is a fucking nightmare and awful. That's what but, we said earlier when we said we get nothing out of it. Yeah, and also, your white supremacy. Yes, no, sorry, I was quite positive, but I was just assuming everyone understood my uh, oh, yes, and values. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they don't necessarily. No. So, yes, okay. Yes. Um, but... I, I think once Charles is king, he's kind of the new, like, he is the new generation. Like, there is such an age difference between, mm. and I mean, like, uh, culturally between Elizabeth. But I can't see Charles being a homophobe. I don't think, well, Charles is quite a greenie yes. as well. So that's good. Anyway, let's do our list. Small man in big machine. Um, but Diana, I guess, is a small woman in a big machine. And the queen is, because the crown is the machine, mm. you know? Well, you know what's good about this film? Passes the Bechdel test in almost every scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good in that way. Constantly. Very good. Before we continue Very. as well, Philip's a cunt, yeah? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, he's such a cunt. Boy. Oh, and there's he, Andrew's a cunt. I mean, there's heaps of cunts, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but that way, in that like infuriating city. way. Cunt where, city. Cunts everywhere. <laughs> It's cunt, 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 cunt. Central. I think we might yeah. need to pop the explicit warning on this app. <laughs> oh, good point. Don't know if we've used a C bomb before. Foreshadowing. I mean, this whole series is foreshadowing, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I love also in every episode of The Crown, there's like heavy emotional strings soundtracking just very small movements. Like yeah. Putting a pen on a table. Yeah. Or stepping <laughs> yeah. into Yeah, just imbuing everything with yeah. max emotion. <laughs> Internet Ratings has The Crown Season 4 critic ratings Ooh. on hot, on Rotten Tomatoes, 97%. Dear Lord. Certified Fresh. Audience score, 96%. That's pretty good. Pretty. Where would you put it, Georgia? Is it ahead of <laughs> Doctor Strange or behind <laughs> Thor? <laughs> or... Somewhere between Captain America, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War. Where would oh you like God. to rank it? This is a huge moment, isn't it? Because because is this where I reveal that I'd put it at number one? Yeah, I'm going to put it at number one. Absolutely. You're going to put it at number one? Yes, please. Okay, I'm putting it at number one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we should have done a podcast about. The crown. <laughs> no, because it would have ruined it. Like, let me just say, to any young people, totally. to any young people watching this, hey, kids, again, you don't know up. how to consume a podcast. <laughs> Stop watching your phone. It's weird. <laughs> but don't do a podcast about a thing that you're enjoying because <laughs> it'll ruin your life. It'll ruin. That's true. It'll ruin the things that you love. It'll ruin the people that you love. <laughs> okay. Ouch. Yep. No, I stand by it. I'm vaguely interested as well. This is just an experiment. This is purely for me. I love the idea of vaguely interested. This is what we could call our audience. Um, If you listen to this podcast, please tweet us and say, I listen. That's all I want. Just tweet or just, I just, I want to have an understanding of how many of you there are. Yeah. That's good, actually. If you've got Twitter... And you can hear, and you've gotten through this episode because, yeah, because actually, these are devoted listeners. They're listening to a series about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they are now listening to the very final moments of an episode about the, the Crown. Crown. So, please, yeah. say, so they've got all the way to here. Please, that is devotion. Tweet Instagram. I love you. Tweet Instagram or Facebook us that just mm. all it needs to say with the three of us tagged in it. Mm. I listen. Yep, that's mm. it. I listen. I listen. Just say I listen. <laughs> and it needs to be 100% all of you need to do it. <laughs> yeah. And you decide amongst yourselves whether you all do it or none of you do it. Hashtag bang, 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 <laughs> pop, pop, pop. <laughs> oh, that's a good hashtag. Dippity doppity down with the Nazis. Yes, crown. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the next Marvel movie, Georgia? <laughs> Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, is it? Yeah, volume, volume 2. Well, I'm interested to see the the wedding with Diana and <laughs> how closely they do the dress. <laughs> All right, until next week, that's the podcast. Have a wonderful week. A goodbye. Down with the Nazis. Goodbye. As... Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.